Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, Mike from the Glue Guys here. Uh, Before we get started on the show, which is just a fantastic show, if I can say so myself. I mean, Mad Brooks, one of the greatest, joined us to rank all the Eastern Conference possible opponents the Nets could play in the playoffs. So many P's that are popping in that sentence. Um, In classic Glue Guys fashion, we record this long, hour-long episode. Uh, I'm in the editing bay, cleaning it up, making it perfect for you all. And, and that sweetheart of a man, the friend of the show, Sham Sharania, reports a pretty interesting report that Ben Simmons has resumed light on-court workouts and that his hope is to return before the playoffs begin. It's exciting, certainly. Him returning to workouts is exciting. The thing I will be apprehensive about is that I feel like we've been here before. Shams himself even said that Simmons was targeting a mid-March return at one point, and that got scuttled, and now we are in April. Um, Obviously, Ben Simmons had the epidural on his back. We've been waiting to see how that epidural has impacted his pain management. But, I mean, there's positive signs that maybe Ben Simmons will be, in fact, be there for the playoffs, though. As you're going to hear in this podcast, we kind of we obviously didn't know the news ahead of time. Shams and I are very close, but we're not that close. Um, but we were a little bit dismissive of your boy Ben's ability to play basketball this season, just from previously what we saw of him. And the only thing we've seen of Ben Simmons is a press conference and him looking very fashionable on the sidelines, which I do appreciate. Um, so we'll see. Uh, so coming up, you're in here. It doesn't really change the rankings. It just changes the matchups that we discuss how they will impact if Ben Simmons is in fact playing. But it's a great episode, and you're going to love it. There's a lot of nuggets that are dropped. So many nuggets, they call me McDonald's. So coming up, sorry, uh, Matt Brooks and Brian Egan and Mike Smeltz, which is me, uh, talking basketball. the glue guys this is mike here's hello brian hello check us out on twitter at bk glue guys that's daily.com the athletic get yourself by the paywall the athletic.com a subsidiary of the new york times brian michael hey um the nets are back the nets are back um dramatic dramatic game in brooklyn nets v bucks i gotta tell you there is there's just a pit in my stomach yeah. After last night's game, because it felt like obviously a game that they should have won, that they could have won. And if they had won, we'd be dancing. We'd be playing music. It'd be a party up in her. Instead, 
I'm solemn. I'm melancholy. Mm. I'm the the source. Other words of melancholy. Are you, are you ex- experiencing a little ennui? Maybe a little ennui. I'm, I, there's a lot of ennui over here. Yeah, it's um, mucho ennui. That game sucked. I mean, it was great. Actually, it was a super fun game. Great action. We had a great time on the dirty stream. If you want to hop on there, you got to get it. Got to get it through the Discord, which is in the Twitter bio or in the YouTube description below. Mike, <laughs> what always happens against the Bucks? It's the same thing that always happens. We go into the last five minutes of the fourth quarter with. You know, an eight to eleven point lead, a marginal lead, and then these these menaces to society—they just complete—they just start flinging feces into the mechanisms of an otherwise beautiful basketball game. They bring the quality of the play a whole standard deviation below what's normal for uh, you know polite society, and and then we end up in an OT grind fest that we lose. This is what happens when we play the Bucks. This is, it's either we just completely dominate them, win by 40, or we get baited into a grindhouse double feature, and it sucks, and that's what happened. <laughs> by the way, Matt Brooks is hopping on. Matt Brooks, another pop-on guest, Matt Brooks from obviously Nets Daily and uh, many other things. right on. We love a pop-on. Matt, you are live Woo! on the glue, guys. Wow, wow look at this. Time. Let me clean this. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody. Beautiful. What's up, dude? Matt, long time no see. How are you? I'm living I'm living well. It's, it's mm. been good. It's been a weird year, hasn't it, uh, covering the Nets this year? But uh, I'm good yeah. otherwise. Chilling, hanging out with my dog. Right on. Um, where were you for the Bucks game? And we haven't even really dove into it yet fully yet, so you're enjoying There's going to be – Matt is here. We're going to talk Bucks, Nets, and – then we're going to rank the playoff opponents that the Nets. I mean, the Nets could basically play everyone who is going to be in the Eastern Conference, so or at least in the playoffs. So, Matt, Bucks take. Um, how much? Uh, how angry were you last night? What's going on? Uh, yeah. Um, I was a little concerned. Uh, just like coming out. I, I, I mean, I don't know how many people watching this or listening to this know kind of what I do, but I definitely gravitate towards um, numbers a little bit more, and mm. it kind of felt like last year's series where the Bucks out rebounded. I think they had more fast break points. Um, they just kind of won on the margins in a similar way that they did in last year's playoff series. Um, and the Nets, meanwhile, I think they shot like 48% from three, something along those lines, um, which is great. And and you had a game that was like, it wasn't, uh, well, it obviously wasn't Kyrie's best game. Um, and even KD, I think has had better games, but even so I still kind of felt like, man, you got this really good shooting night from the Nets. And the Bucks still won just by simply dominating the margins. Um, and this year, there's less of a talent advantage for the Nets, obviously without James Harden and without Ben Simmons on the floor. So, um, yeah, I, I came out like a little bit concerned. I think that's going to be a tricky matchup for the Nets, especially if they face them a little bit earlier in the playoffs, which I'm sure we're going to touch on later. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that really stood out to me in this game, it's so funny. They lost by, what, a point? And, uh, you know, Wes Matthews should have gotten a flagrant one for flying into Katie's legs. You know, it, it, Callie Rivers, uh, Callie Rivers Curry on Twitter correctly called it where if you are in the landing spot of a shooter, that's a flagrant one. It should be an automatic flagrant one. It wasn't uh, in that case. And obviously that would have shifted. KD probably would have hit that free throw. It would have been four three throws and he would have hit it. Um, but you're right. I mean, the thing that's glaring to me about the difference between this season's Nets in this current form and what they were like last year, it's kind of obvious, but. Last year, they were this overwhelming comment of an offensive force. There would just be runs in the game when, for those brief moments, we saw Kyrie, Katie, and Harden. And I do think, like, Joe Harris also mattered greatly in this. 
where they would just put on, they would score, you know, seven possessions in a row, get a few defensive stops, and the game would get out of control. And it would just be like the other team would sag their shoulders because they knew there was nothing they can do. This team, it's just different. Um, obviously, they're still trying to figure themselves out, even though we have six games left or whatever it is. <laughs> but this team is like, it's Katie's going to go one on one. It's Kyrie's going to go one on one. We may get some fun Bruce Brown points. We may get some Seth Curry shots. Drummond with offensive rebound. But it's much more of like a regular elite offensive team as opposed to this supernova. I mean, you know, last year's Nets when they were at their peak. They were the greatest offensive basketball team in NBA history. This year, they're just like, hey, they're elite, but it doesn't. It's not this overwhelming thing. So they need to do, they need to maximize other areas to sort of make up for the lack of historical greatness. And last night, you made such a great point, Matt, where it's like, so many times at the end of the game when the Nets had that eight point lead and Chris Middleton's off the floor, the Bucks off of a missed shot sent a bunch of dudes to the basket to get the offensive rebound and they would get it and then they would score a bucket. They got the extra possessions that way where Claxton's not a good rebounder. So Claxton's down there. He's, he wasn't able to fully secure it. Drummond was out of the game because they, they went with Clax and it was just like, you know, it's a one point loss. It's a dramatic game. Uh, the refs, you know, weren't, uh, fully locked in. Um, it, it feels like an, a super important game because one team blew the lead and the other team, which has the continuity, you know, won the game on the other team's floor. Matt, are you the kind of person that buys into the refereeing conspiracies? You don't seem like you would be the type, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, people, people were angry last night. You could, you could have a ref chop somebody's arm off on the floor <laughs> and I would be like, yeah, you know, it's just part of the game. It's just, mm-hmm. that happens. I, I just, so, it's so my even big, kill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, how fun would basketball my, uh, be if there was d- disembowelment and, uh, mm. disarmament in, in the games? Wow. What kind a of, game of Thrones basketball. I love it. Yeah, the little gladiator. That, that that maybe that's what we need here. Uh that's that's how the the Nets match like the the Bucks physicality is we get some like yeah. you know, some some lances and so, stuff like that could be good. <laughs> so you're using the euphemism physicality for what I think you mean to say is is dirty. They're dirty dirty, dirty dogs. <laughs> They're just a bunch of dirty dogs. <laughs> They're dirty bad people. Um so you're so you're not you're not buying um, I basically started as part of the meme, started out the show being like, you know, every time that we play the Bucks, it's either one of two things. We either use our pristine, you know, um, the perfect, the perfect game that we play and win by, uh, 20 or, you know, whatever it is, or we have a, you know, moderate lead going to the fourth quarter. And then they just have the ability to turn the game into a, an absolute slog. And, um, I wonder how in your impression of them, as we start to think about the playoff stuff, how much that's by design for the books. Like, is that like part of their strategy to like, just like, let's grind this thing and just make it all about Giannis getting to the free throw line. Yeah. I feel like that's been the game plan for them. Like the last two yeah. years, like they're very comfortable playing in these games now. And, it, and, it, and like credit to them because they were not necessarily that way. And I think that was like their big um, area of growth throughout last year's playoffs where at first, you know, like it really, you saw it against the nets, um, in that second round series, they just seemed kind of uncomfortable in these close games. Um, and then by the end of it, it's like, that was their lair. Like it was like yeah. the, uh, like the Batman, like I was born in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like it's yeah. like that type of a thing. So, yeah. uh, yeah. so I think that's kind of, uh, that, that's Is kind there of been ever a worse villain that we quote. It's I like, have, that, I have that virtual background ready. I'm going to put it a little Michael Corleone and Godfather three. <laughs> 
Like they're they're movies that are still have bad moments and Bane is horrible that like we love I mean Bane quotes are better than almost anything that come came out of that movie. That movie was disgusting. But that yeah. was dude, I mean the Bucks are reckless. Like I think didn't Kyrie say this? The Bucks are reckless. They're reckless. I wouldn't yep. they they are the Chris Middleton foul. So Chris Middleton's like the choir boy on the team. And that foul was an ugly foul. I know after the moment he immediately he tried to signal that he wasn't trying to hurt Bruce Brown. But when a guy is going up for a layup and you pull his arm down and pull it down, that's obviously it's a flagrant two he's throwing out of the game. Giannis's whole style is flailing and stomping and pushing over, which I he's great. He's the best player in the league besides Kevin Durant, so that makes sense. Uh, Wes Matthews flew into the legs of Kevin Durant. Grayson Allen is the dirtiest player in the NBA. That's fact. And whenever, you know, this is too emotional now, but whenever Thanasis comes into the game, I'm like, this guy shouldn't be allowed on the NBA, an NBA floor. He's allowed to come into the game just because he's Giannis's brother. And all he does is just push people. That's all he does. And it's crazy. So this whole, the the whole Bucks thing is like, we're going to do the rankings of the, the teams you most want to see versus least want to see or matchup wise. Uh, but the Bucks are the team that like they're going to be high up there on anyone's list. But they are the team that is like the most infuriating. They are mm. they are so and it's so frustrating. And particularly if Giannis is hitting free throws, it's like oh boy, it's a uh, it's a tough tough matchup. I, I just that they are a dirty dirty team, Brian. That's what they well, are. You're you're butt hurt and you're ass mad, and I'm loving every second of it because you know that's. It's definitely how a certain huge portion of the Nets fan base feel. But do you want to segue neatly from here? Like, do we can we use this game as a template for what it would like be like to have a playoff series? With the, do we have enough data about what our own Nets team, our rotation, like our identity has been all over the place uh, for months and months now? Do we feel like that's been shorn up? And if so, do we have enough data to talk about who we should and should not be wanting to play in the playoffs? Mike, should we get should we segue into it? Let's first take a break and coming right back. Ranking the Nets playoff opponents. This is the official Glue Guys with Matt Brooks playoff opponents ranking. Here's what we're going to do. This is a special segment that we've invented. We're going to rank all the possible opponents sitting 1 through 10 right now in the East since technically the Nets could play any of them. If you haven't looked at the standings today, if you're not if you're on a YouTube, they are directly behind me. Uh, the Nets, Hornets, and Hawks are all tied with the exact same record. Right now, the Nets are the eighth seed, according to Google.com, uh, which is where I go for my basketball news. Uh, let's start it off. Matt, have you done your own rankings too? Do you have a rankings in front of you, or is this going to be an all-feel thing? This is this is I've done these kind of loosely uh, it, it, as we've kind of gone throughout the year. It's it's one of my favorite things to do, especially because the Nets are like just they've been all, all up for every part of the standings this year. Yeah. It's been quite the adventure. So, um, yeah, I, I have a I definitely have a rankings that I feel pretty good about. OK, so I'm going to start off and I think let's start each with our lowest team. I think we're all going to have a lot of overlap, yeah. of course, limited pool of candidates. I, I say the Cavaliers are the, the cushiest team that I have on the list. They. The Nets are two and one versus them. Um, I did scariest thing and sweetest thing in each matchup. Yes, Brian. Can I ask a logistical question? We're, we're also including the Hornets and the Hawks in this, or Hornets and Hawks are, are in okay. this because yeah. the Nets, you know, very easily could be the ten seed. So all of this is not necessarily just uh, a playoff series; it's the play-in mm-hmm. and all that. But we're, right. we're kind of conceptually looking at it as matchups based. So I go Cavaliers. 
just because they don't do anything that great. Um, you know, they, they were a very hot team earlier in the year. They've kind of tailed off a bit. Of course, they're, they're good, and Jared Allen's an absolute sweetheart of a man. Um, but of all the teams, as I was digging into the data, Matt, I was looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. they don't do anything <laughs> exceptional, right? Like, we're going to get numbers. to teams that are right, right next to them on the list, Hornets and Hawks, that do things exceptionally well. They maybe do other things not as well. The Cavaliers are just an all-around solid team. So they are my sort of like easiest matchup, and they are the seventh seed versus the Nets eight at the moment. They also have uh, nobody healthy, which is yes. right, that, was gonna yes. my, that was going to be my injuries. So I think everyone <laughs> has the Cavs at, as the they're in free fall and or have been for a while now. So right, everyone's got Cavs at the lowest spot, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Love my anyone any other Cavs points before we move on? Uh, no, it's a shame they they've just been. They've kind of had every single rotation player sort of fall out of the rotation this year because of injury. It's it's a I feel bad for Cavs fans. You're smiling. You're smiling, Matt. You're so <laughs> no, I'm just I, uh, I, and again I will emphasize the Nets are currently the eighth seed and the Cavs are seven. So w- you want to maintain in that seven eight spot with the Cavs at seven. I think that's the goal currently right now. And that would make if the Nets win in that play-in game, they would be the seventh seed and they would currently be playing. The Bucks, but I think that's going to change as the season goes on. Uh, my next team is the Hornets. Does everyone agree with that, or do we have with disagreement? You. With you. With I'm you. There. I'm there as with well. You. Here's a scary thing. Okay, they're fifth in pace, and uh, Mellow Ball is – is um, LaMelo Ball is, like, awesome, and he obviously had a great game against the Nets. That's the scariest th- thing is that they can run, and they can make it a game where, like, the Nets really can't – keep up and blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, if they played the Hornets, uh, Drummond would get a thousand points and I would be so excited to see it. And, you know, they're, they're a playoff team, but I think they're nine. They feel, or whatever they are. Does that feel good with everyone? Yes. Yes, they are. I'm looking up their defense right now. They are 20th in defense. So I'm not, I'm not overly scared of teams that don't make it tough on the nets. Like anybody that's in that range. Um, uh, the only thing I will say is that the nets are bottom three, I looked this up last night in transition defense. So it seemed like that can be a little worrisome in that way. Uh, but I, again, we kind of saw the blueprint of like how, how close this game is, even when the Hornets shoot 53% from three and, you know, there's guys hitting one legged that shot that Cody Martin, I'm still thinking about. That I know shot. I, that room really <laughs> stuck with me. Cause I thought like, I really felt like it was late too. And it just wasn't, it's just such a weird shot. Like that yeah. had no business going in. Nope. It was, it, I was in the building for it and it was just like, it just got silent right there. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't worry about them too much. Um, I got Hawks next. I mean, this is basically so going chalk. Here's where I'm going to diverge with you. Diverge. Like, diverge my first diverge. great movie. Series. I, I have, I have bulls here, but I'll just say that. Whoa. Look at oh, you. I think the bulls zag. They zig where we zag. And I think we zig where they zag. Sorry. Let me get my zags right. But I, I, I uh, anyways, we can, you do your Hawks thing and I'll do the Bulls thing. Well, I, I say the Hawks just because they are bad defensively. Um, they, they have been ascending, though. They're winners of four straight. They're not, again, tied with the Nets in record. Um, I think there's some carryover from the experience of getting to the conference finals, I think means more to me. That's why I put them over the Hornets and Cavs, just that experience factor. They can score. They are, I don't know, they are second in the NBA in offensive rating. A team that can score with the Nets is dangerous because at the end of games, the Nets get a little wonky, as surprising as that would be with a team that has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, where 
the Hawks can rely on Trey Young and they have good scorers around him. You know, again, they are the third uh, least scary team, but they have the pedigree a bit um, and they can score with the Nets. And I would be worried if like the Nets drop to the nine seed or the 10 seed and they play the Hawks in that first round in the play in. That's kind of a terrifying matchup. I mean, the Nets really need to be eight or seven. And I, I don't think seven's – I mean, seven is a possibility. But they need to be eight or seven. They need to give themselves the cushion of losing in the play-in. Because if they don't, I mean, it's a win – it's a lose-and-out situation. So, yeah, Matt, what do you think about the Hawks? I think I'm, I think I'm also going to zag. I'm, I'm actually going to put the Bulls also. Uh, and this is – Part of this is that, so I'm on cleaning the glass. Uh, Hawks are fourth in offense right now. Any team that can kind of keep pace mm. with the Nets, I'm always going to kind of lean towards a little bit because it's just going to be a who's shooting hotter from three type of series, um, especially if you're in a one-game play-in situation. Um, but for me, I, I look at the Bulls and I, I just am... I just kind of know what they are. They don't have, it seems like they're not going to have Lonzo, which really hurts them. It would be incredibly helpful if they had two point of attack guys for this Nets team. Um, you know, just being able to throw both Caruso and Lonzo at, at KD and Kyrie, and you can blitz pick and rolls that way with those two or, or send double teams. Um, they obviously can't do that as well. And I think that's a pretty big loss for them. Uh, the Hawks, on the other hand, I just have a like an immense amount of respect for Trey Young. Like that dude's just a gamer. And sometimes that's kind of what it comes down to for me. So um, yeah, the Bulls, I'm going to have eighth. I, this might be a little slanderous, but I, I like, I like the, I think the Hawks, it looks like they're on a four game win streak also right now. Um, like the peaking at the right time thing, always a good look. So yeah, that's, I think that's what I'm going with. I'm going to go with the Bulls right here. Number eight. Yeah. And it's pretty much everything you guys said has already been touched on. I also think just like weirdly things like things that the Nets don't do well in are like, I mean, their their data spread is kind of all over the place. So it's really hard to like parse which part of the season is just contributes to what, yeah. you know, part of their overall data. It's not like you can't data. just go like what month they were in because Kyrie's yeah. on off and Katie's so injury and everything. A little bit of putting the quantitative and like mostly like optics recently of just like, I don't know that we're good at getting points in the paint. We seem to like our offense has gotten really complacent in a lot of like – it's just not diverse really at the moment. Um, and, you know, just marginal little things like Atlanta Hawks being like marginally better in defense and points, things like that, or, you know, the Trey Young, the Trey Young uh, factor, I think, you know, looms large over the, over this decision. But then just sort of fringy things like that on the side of just like, you know, they're not, they're not markedly better than the Bulls in anything uh, defensively or whatever. Uh, but in slight ways um, on the fringes, they, they appear to be a little bit better. Also, I think they're the best pick and roll team in the conference. And I feel yeah. pretty strong about that. Um, that so that's another test for the Nets. They're gonna have to throw multiple coverages, um, which they can do, by the way. That that feels I'm saying this out loud. It, it already kind of feels they, if these two teams played even in like a in a play-in setting, it feels like that's more of a Claxton game. Um, but that's a decision the Nets have to make. So I, I think in terms of that, you're gonna have to have your coverages down. And you have a lot of new guys that are trying to work together. So I that's another factor I think that's pretty big. Before we get go, before we continue, Matt, uh, the one name we haven't brought up in this whole thing is Ben Simmons. Joe Varden had a report that uh, Ben Simmons will not be ready for the playoffs. That's what he's hearing. I've already pushed Ben Simmons out of my mind. I, I don't think he's playing for the Nets this year unless if, like, I don't know, they get to the finals and there is some miraculous recovery. I, I mean, everything we're hearing about him, let me, if I have this right, he hasn't done anything, right? No. Since the shot. No, since the epidural, which my wife also got. So my wife is basically Ben Simmons. So that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Um, 
So I think in, we're thinking of all this of like the Nets don't have Ben Simmons, right? When we're looking at all these matchups. I've been pretty much envisioning that since about one, maybe like two weeks after the trade, eh, maybe three weeks after the trade went down. That's kind of been my, my vision here. Well, then let me ask you this. Not then. great. Yeah, it's I'm, I roll my eyes because it's like I do <laughs> need great. a little bit more information of uh, when this back this. I know that the, there was a back injury. He's had back injuries in the past, and then he had it to start the season when he was wearing sweatpants and uh, had a phone in his pocket practicing for the 76ers. I, I wonder if he had had this injury for a long, long time and uh, Clutch and him didn't disclose and talk about it as much because they just wanted a trade to happen so bad. And mm-hmm. if you had a back surgery and then no trade happens, but that, you know, I, I will hope to we'll hope we find out that information down the road. Let me ask you guys this. Okay. It seems like there's an obvious tier, right? I think the Cavs, Hornets are in one bucket. I would say Hawks, Bulls are another. And mm-hmm. then it goes up a level with these next names. Does that feel accurate? Yes. It does. Okay. So the next tier up. So I agree. So I think it's like a Hawks Bulls. I, I think that's a toss up, you know, it, where the Hawks are ascending, the Bulls are descending. So I can see ramp up, ramp down, right? Uh, so next up on my list after Hawks Bulls tier is I have the 76ers. I have the 76ers here. And then above them are the, you know, the all the rest of the names. I, you know, the, when the Nets, the Nets last played uh, the 76ers, of course, it was a delicious, frothy, fantastic game. Yes, Brian. Do we want to get the Raptors asterisks out of the way for this for this part of it, or is it oh, we're not well, we're not ready to do that? Guess okay. who's guess who's yeah. somewhere on the list? Yeah, that's high. <laughs> okay. I agree. Yeah, um, I mean because this is it's it's true that's the that drama, they are high Brian, of this thing. <laughs> right. Sorry, did that's I blow it? That's the drama. Right. I ruined it. I ruined people are like, where are the Raptors? Where are they going to yeah. show up? But, right. You know, so let's not let's not. Okay, cut this out. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you guys, okay so after that after the hawks bulls here do you guys think 76ers are is that everyone's pick or, or is there disagreement is it heat or anyone else i have sixers here i really want to be slanderous towards the heat do it. i really do, do. i kind of i kind of yeah i kind of want to pick the heat i do I, I don't i don't know i just the, the half court offense is like such a factor for me uh with them Whereas the Sixers, I know you're going to get Embiid, and I think that's worth a couple games against the Nets, uh, as good as Drummond looked in that one game. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I almost want to pick the Heat. I just don't I don't respect the Heat. We, we put there this on wax. I just wow. don't respect them. I just, whatever. Like, they take, just don't move me. Des Lombardo, cut this clip, rate. send it to <laughs> Heat Twitter, Matt Brooks, and then big block letters that says, Matt Brooks doesn't respect the Heat. That's what put it put it on NBA Central. Do whatever you want to NBA do with Central, it. I don't, yeah. I don't respect them. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about all sack sports. That's where we're yeah. going. For. Um, the I so I think 76ers and Heat are like that's that tier. Yeah, I think they are in a tier together. So they are like the talented but dysfunctional teams. Where here's a quote from Doc Rivers. Okay, so the 76ers just lost to the Frisky Pistons. We know how frisky the Pistons are and someone was asking Doc about the bench units that I guess James Harden was leading and asking like did the bench not do a good enough job in this game and Doc Rivers said well the bench didn't struggle they didn't get a lot of shots in their defense I think during that stretch it was more James than them so you know yeah it's just a tough night a classic Doc thing where he throws someone under the bus who probably deserves to be thrown under a bus um 
<laughs> the James Harden experience in Philly, if there's anything I'm enjoying in the NBA, you know, the Grizzlies I enjoy a lot. Um, the Suns' sort of fourth quarter offense and the way they orchestrate it. The, James Harden's uh, already declining sort of um, appreciation via the 76ers fan base is it's so delicious. I, you know, I am I am Hannibal Lecter in that cell dreaming of the flesh that I'm going to eat. That's how the fava mm. beans and Canty. I don't know why yeah. I went with that. I wa- yeah, I was listening to a podcast about Joe. You're on my radar now, Michael. Sorry, That's, apologies. Yeah. But yeah. they already hate him, and it's so great. Um, so I put – that's why I put the 76ers because there's so much – there's still like a lot of discomfort there. They are also a new team. Them losing Curry and Drummond has hurt them greatly. While the Heat, <laughs> we know what happened with them, Eric Spolster and Jimmy Butler. I just think they have so many defenders that they can throw at Kyrie and KD that it's gonna that's gonna be another tough, uncomfortable series. With the 76ers, there's like potential for the Nets to be super motivated and blow them out. Did I miss anyone do like a real diagnostic report of what that fight, like what the actual context was? Or has anyone really dissected that? Matt, have you no. seen anything? I haven't seen why we're why they're arguing. Uh I I didn't see why. I don't know if that's out there. I just know like the the back and forth was like Spolster was like, I'm not gonna fight you, man. And he was like, <laughs> okay. And then and then Haslam was like, I'll fight you. <laughs> so <laughs> which is that's what Haslam can, can, you know contributes at this point in his career. Um he gets paid five million dollars for that. Yeah, oh, which great. I love. I I want to be as the ultimate like, hustle. Yeah, the the to be that good of a person where a team is just giving you money not to play. You know, it's like that's what a what a great deal. Jared Dudley was nearly there. He was so no, he was no. close. He was Very like close. a oh, honorary he got one year of that, on that club with the he Lakers. Did. Right? He did. Um, you might have just talked me into the seventy sixers. I'm I'm thinking about that doc quote now, and it kind of gives me those like I know I'm getting fired at the end of the year anyways. Oh, so oh, I'm just gonna great. I'm just gonna light a fire under this team and just cause drama. Uh, which, by the way, he definitely is. Like the plan has always been to get Mike D'Antoni in there. So you, you and we should have known this was going to come. So, um, yeah, I, I would say, I would say, I think I'm with you. You've kind of you talked me into it. They are very dysfunctional. Yeah, I mean, my only note, and funny that we keep doing this, is uh, like just the only note with these two teams: who is more dysfunctional? And I have the 76ers higher, just because like the Heat have at least some kind of you know, a theme that goes back a couple of years of what their identity was at some point. They're obviously in a state of turmoil right now, but like the Sixers never had cemented that kind of relationship with where Harden fits into the the larger context of the team. So, and for that reason alone, they're both like similarly messed up right now, but like, at least like the heat have somewhere where like, remember what, who we used to be guys. Like we used to be someone used to be people worth rooting for and they could potentially rally around that. The Sixers uh, less so and increasingly they're, they're have Julia a lack Roberts, of identity. The heat, yeah. you know, like I used to be a star, right? Mm. And like, exactly. can I pull Push off this up. Amazon Prime video series? Like, I Julia Roberts, I'm pretty big, and no one watches mm. it, right? That right. that's what the heat they they used to be good, you know. But the thing, like, so that that's what's interesting. I I would rather play the 76ers than the Heat, but if you look at talent, right? Like Maxi, Harden, and Embiid. Embiid MVP potential, you know, Harden obviously still, even though he's diminished, he's still 22, 8 and 8 or whatever. And Max, he's a rising star. That is scarier than the Heat sort of top tier talent. But I think it's that cohesion and just the defensive potential of having Bam can guard KD in moments. And then PJ Tucker obviously is going to do his thing 
which I don't really find to be effective, but he's gonna he's gonna do his thing on defense. So I don't know. It's it's a tough call, but I go 76ers than Heat. I just thought about that I'm picking Doc Rivers over Eric Spolstra, and I'm just thinking about the like <laughs> the moment where Doc Rivers plays like Paul Millsap and DeAndre Jordan and Shake Milton <laughs> together in the playoffs. And I'm like, you know what? That's I just yeah. let me just pick really let point. me just pick Spolstra. Um yeah, yeah I, I like you bring up the BAM point. BAM also had really good moments last year. Uh, against Kyrie there was that game where he switched out a bunch at the very end so they have like the right personnel for the Nets I still just don't know if the half-court offense is gonna keep up but you've talked me into it I'm going I'm going 76ers at six and then I'm gonna go five the heat Brian are you the same way I forget uh I had I would like prefer the 76ers yeah that's where it was okay so just so everyone knows everyone has to agree with me that's the 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 consensus (laughs) you just make a strong argument what (laughs) I say I think we convinced you on the Bulls over Hawks though you did we did absolutely did yeah the Hawks are probably my scariest team now I'm terrified now all right so (laughs) and then this is to me this is sort of the last tier um so you brought up the asterisks of the the Raptors um I will be honest. I will spoil what I'm. I have them number one, the Raptors, because of vaccine policy. Wow! Because here's wow. what's happened. You just you just do it for the headlines. You're just do, this is just pure, <laughs> true true meme work. Brian, I, I respect it. I respect the grind. We have a guest on the show. He doesn't know how evil I am. Um, I respect it. The, so something has happened. We were praying and hoping that the Nets would not match up against the Toronto Raptors in a in a one-game play-in because, oh my, if the Nets had to go to Toronto. Well, now the scenario has actually increased that the Nets may have to eventually, if all works out, they have to play the Raptors in a seven-game series. That is infinitely more terrifying for this team that won't have Ben Simmons. I They won't. It's not happening. So in the case that they play the Raptors in this world, because right now the Raptors are, what, a few games above the Cavs? They mm-hmm. are two and a half yeah. games above the, above the Cavs right now. In this world where they're playing in a seven-game series against the Raptors, where the Raptors have the home advantage, and then they they play, you know, four games at home, a KD-led team, four games in Toronto, they are the scariest team to me. If, if you don't have Ben Simmons and Kyrie for four of those games, and Ben Simmons for all seven of them, I want to let's address this question now. How terrified are you of the Raptors? Are they is is the vaccine policy more terrifying than Giannis and the Bucks and Jason Tatum and the Celtics in your mind? Or do you blatantly disagree and you say, Mike, you're an idiot? I'm thinking. I'm thinking hard because, like, there's parts of the Raptors that, again, they're in a kind of an interesting spot too, um, having like had a sort of fits and starts kind of season themselves. I do find that any team that kind of like ranks near the top 10 in both offensive and defensive rating, just like by virtue of having like that aggregate, like it's always just a, a weird team to play or a tough, tougher team to play just on both sides of the ball. So like for those types of reasons, I just generally do like actually think that they're pretty good. And obviously you have all the memes about them being sort of championship, blah, 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 blah all that shit. Um, but <laughs> so, but it is hard to say that like, you know, they, they, it's like, they are like fundamentally diminished in a, in a way that is hard to ignore. And it's just a really tough, like the asterisks looms so large over it. I wish we could do like with or without the asterisks. Cause like without the asterisks, if, if Kyrie's playing these games, you know, I have them pretty clearly right here. I would where, say. Yeah. Where would you put them? If so, that's the thing though. Kyrie's not playing the games. So we can't even pretend to have the reality of right. Kyrie's only going to be able to play in three of those games at the most. Yeah. 
So it's hard. It's a tough one, man. We're, I'm I'm trying to read your because I'm just going to go with whatever you say at this point. That's where that's I'm just looking for somebody else to jump in. If Robert Williams was healthy, I'd yeah. have Toronto number three. Um, but I, I that Robert Williams loss is really big. Um, he just unlocked a lot of things for them. And now you're kind of playing my friend's a Celtics fan. And he just I've just been texting him every day this week. Like, hey, man, you ready for those Daniel Tice, Al Horford? <laughs> so <laughs> mean, man. Minutes. So <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think. Oh man, this feels weird. I think I'd have them number two, Toronto number two. If there's no Kyrie, um, because let's say that happens, that would what happen in round two, right? So you're putting this enormous well, strain. It, it, there's so much that would depend. If the Rap, Raptors stay at six, it wouldn't like the Nets would have to be the seventh seed and then beat the two seed, and the Raptors would have to beat the <sighs> yeah, three seed. Just, yeah, I know that's what that's that's almost like tricky. why. Yeah, because they'd have to beat the Celtics. Right now, they're matching up with it. So, Celtics v. Raptors, That's I think that's a really bad matchup for the Celtics. If there's any team, yes. because they have the wings, the Raptors do, that can do a lot of the things that... Um, and the Celtics not having Robert Williams really hurts them in that series specifically. Um, but yeah, so it could be round two, or it could be round three. But yeah, let's... Either or, right? So Yeah, Um yeah, I think I, not having Robert Williams hurts because you not only you, have, you lose your guy on defense, but you also lose like your lob threat. So I wonder if you can get away with more like Precious Achua minutes or whoever because they've got they've got like some pretty good stuff out of Achua off the bench um, in a way that I don't know if you can get away with that if you have like a a high flyer in Robert Williams. So um, that's yeah, that's a really tough hypothetical because then we're assuming that the Nets get through the Bucks in round one, which is a whole a whole mess in itself. So. Um, yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna be boring. I'll pick. I mean, it doesn't feel like the Raptors are gonna slip down into the play play in tournament um, against the Nets. So I'm gonna be boring. I'll put them number three. I think Nick Nurse will be frustrating and will throw things at the Nets. Ultimately, you have Kevin Durant, uh, and I think that is enough. And Kyrie for what three games? So, um, so I think that's probably enough. And and that's that's where I'm gonna settle. It is yeah. interesting to have it like, sorry, like, there you, you, go. Go. Yeah. you go. Just like that, there's like, it feels like we just don't really have much respect for anybody but for this tier for whom we have a, a lot of respect, I would say, and like could easily see us losing a, a series against. Does that, does it feel basically like it's incredibly top heavy just in this? I mean, that's how the NBA works, generally speaking, but I yeah. don't, I don't really worry about anybody not Raptors, Celtics, Bucks. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. And, and I know I kind of poo pooed and say we can't. We have to think of Kyrie not playing in four of these games. But if the Raptors, if Kyrie was playing, I wouldn't be as concerned because ultimately in that series, Kyrie and KD would be significantly better than the Raptors' next best player, right? And, you know, typically in a playoff series, if you have the two best guys and the rest of the Nets are good. So, like, I don't want to say there's a huge gap between, like, Bruce Brown, Seth Curry, Drummond, and KD and Kyrie. I mean, there's a gap. But... You know that that I wouldn't be as afraid of the Raptors. Um, also, the thing about the Raptors, and you brought this up, Matt, is like, so like their lack of like a big man and lack of being able to protect the rim at a high level. Or really, Brian, you brought this up in how the Nets just don't go to the rim; they don't attack mm-hmm. the paint. That's a, it's a problem for the Nets that the Bucks, the Raptors' biggest weakness is not having sort of like a skyscraping big who can protect the rim because the Nets don't go to the bucket. I mean, Katie didn't shoot a free throw until overtime. You know, he doesn't really he doesn't go to the bucket unless if it's like a wide open lane. Kyrie would rather 
you know, dribble it a thousand times. Only, and then only when he plays at Barclays does he not want to go to the bucket for some reason. That's the, <laughs> that's he does. That's it policy. just rims out. It yeah, rims right. out every single time. <laughs> right. um, I'm going to say that actually that they kind of, the Raptors are like a little bit, um, they have the same prototype as Milwaukee where I do kind of worry about how they're built um, in terms of, they just have so many wings and you know, they're going to blitz and double team um, Kyrie and KD, which right now you kind of saw that against the, the Bucks. Uh, you know, that's the kind of was their strategy for the, I guess the later parts of that game where you blitz and then you try to recover out of that Toronto, I think is the team, probably the team in that's second best at that in this conference. I think that's how you beat the nets. Um, getting the ball out of KD's hands is obviously a win. And then Kyrie, I just haven't, I mean, I've never thought he was like outstanding at reading out of double teams and blitzes just because he's smaller by nature, but especially like his, since he's come back and, um, played, I just feel like that's the part of his game that's been the slowest to come along. So um, for that reason, I actually think their makeup is pretty scary. And you know Nick Nurse is going to be very tactical about that. I, I have to go maybe in a minute. Oh. Oh, and I just got a phone call that I'll need to answer. But let's do this. So let's recap. So we have the lowest teams. We have Cavaliers, Hornets. Then we have next tier, Hawks, Bulls, or Bulls, Hawks. Next tier, 76ers, Heat. And then it's Celtics, Bucks, Raptors. Obviously, we didn't talk much about the Celtics, but you know, the Robert, if they had Robert Williams, like you said, Matt, I think they'd be the scariest team to me. Um, what I like about the Celtics is that we actually have some pretty good data on what it looks like with just you know, so with Kyrie Irving and and uh, KD against the Celtics, which it looks awesome. We like generally we can be pretty competitive. So, um, whereas we've seen it go the opposite way a little bit with the books. So for that reason, I feel pretty clearly that like books are in that asterisk aside, that number one spot for me. They're another tier for me. Let me do this. You guys, you guys finish out the Celtics bucks. Look at, Cause I feel like you have some more thoughts and, and I got to take the phone call. I mean, this you is can really, hop off. Wow. This is a, the rare pop off. We've, yeah, this we've is, had I'm the pop, pop off. off. <laughs> you and Matt finish up. Love and uh, if I, if I'm back in time to say you, goodbye, I would love to say goodbye, but you guys okay. just finish up. Thanks. Guys. Take care of, sounds like an emergency. I hope everything's okay. Mike. bye. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me your next tier, Matt. Uh, it's got, it's gotta be Celtics. Um, yeah. I, I really think the bucks are in their own tier. Like they yeah. just are, I don't even know how many Celtics thoughts I have other than that, like Tatum's really good and they have like an identity that yeah. the Nets in a way that the Nets just don't. I mean, I guess the Nets have, what is the Nets identity? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. I know. And this really does take me back to like, I, I'm trying not to get lost in like what I pronounced early on in the season, which is like, if because of this drama with regards to like, we're not even going to talk about it. Like we <laughs> it kind of like ruins our like championship. Cause this year we were supposed to roll out of bed and win a championship. It was just supposed to be really easy. And obviously like Harden as third whistle in a Kyrie KD led Nets team is a lot different than Ky- uh, Harden trying to fit in with uh, Embiid as like a kind of, dual dual wielding sort of equal uh star power force on the sixers it's hard for me not to be like a little bit resentful of where we are currently just like it's like we don't this was kind of the season to foment the identity whatever that was going to be is this was the time to do it and again we're still in a state of you know unknowing about all this stuff yeah that uh that Celtics series feels really like jump shot heavy um especially without robert williams because i you watch the nets right now it's like they don't really have like a connecting piece for them. Like a guy that makes everything work together right now. It's KD, which is like, he's been 
fine. Um, and he's like stepped it up. Like his like he's having like large assist games suddenly. Occasionally. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is good. Like that's fantastic. Kyrie has just I I just don't like him as a lead creator. I never have. Um, and I remember I did a video last year uh, in the two. They didn't have Harden at that point. They played the Bucks twice. And I just did a video and I just was sort of like looking at areas where he could help. And one of the big ones was a lot of times when like Kyrie would come out of pick and rolls, he'd like misreads to the yes. guy rolling or misreads that he has like a skip pass to the other side of he the floor. He almost underappreciates how much gravity he has. Like he's pulled so many defenders to him that it's like, he almost is like, I'm more fascinated with the ability that I can still get by you than right. to actually just make that read. Yeah. Right. Right. And he's just looked like a little bit more sluggish, I think in a way where it, not like he, he doesn't, I'm not saying he's like, like, it sounds like I'm saying he's lost a step. Not that it's just, he like doesn't quite have his legs back. So in, in general, I feel like a lot of these situations where a, he just isn't like last year was different because he'd have an advantage created for him because he's playing with Harden. Right. So Harden runs, pick and roll kicks to Kyrie. Kyrie's guy is already leaning. So then Kyrie can just make a move from there. Now it's kind of like you're operating with Kyrie taking the ball up and trying to create for himself. Yeah. So I, I think for me, I look at that and that's like my big worry with the nets right now is just a, how much load are you putting on KD B this isn't really the best situation for Kyrie at all. I, I really don't think so, especially in the minutes where it's just Kyrie and bench players. I mean, I had to look at what the numbers are, but just optically, I don't feel like those have been like, especially fruitful minutes where I think the Celtics can survive. If you have, you know, Jalen Brown and, and Marcus smart playing together, or you have just Tatum. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think I still prefer the nets because I think they have the best player in the series and they probably have two of the best three. Or they definitely do. Um, so I think in that way I look at that, but uh it'll be it'd be a good series. I wish they had Robert Williams. It would it would have been fun. Dude, and not to get like too lost in the what ifs, but per like you know, theorizing about connective tissue, like it just really I don't want to get stuck on butthurt, but like not having Ben it would be nice to see what Ben Simmons looks as a connective tissue right now going into yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. You'd be great as like you could just use him in that because Dr- Drummond's done a pretty good job. We're using him as a screener and he's passing from there. But like, man, if you use Ben Simmons in that way and also just in transition to and um, it like it's also just like, yeah, it creates like an offensive like it just it's like an offense in three acts. You have Ben initiate and then like Kyrie is sort of like the next guy up who if that, you know, gets, you know, if the transition D works and that fizzles. And then, of course, if, you know, Kyrie breaks his man down and like or to whatever extent he can, then you get it to Kevin Durant with seven seconds or less. And that's like the best like executor at that level they could possibly have. So anyways, I'm stuck on it. I'm stuck on butthurt. Me too. I, I it's yeah. been a lot of what ifs. They're fun to, I will say the nets are like, this has been the most fun they've been to watch all year. So in like that way, <laughs> yes. I'm really happy. Yeah, dude, um, that was because, some dark months in there. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> man, January. I was, that, that, that was felt rough. like the, that was, it felt like the 2019 what was that 2019, yeah. 2020, where it was like just the Joe, like the yeah. Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie nets. Yeah. Where it was just like, dark, man, dark games. Do I like this sport? Like I'm before sure. they, <laughs> yeah, before they, <laughs> before they brought in like Kessler Edwards and Daron Sharp to just like spell <laughs> us from just whatever we were watching. Like that was it was like it was just a dangly like shiny thing. It was like at least there's that. Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> but anyways, cool. Well, we did it, Matt. We did we did the damn did thing. It. Do you have any we other didn't. thoughts? Well, yeah. I, do we talk enough about the Bucks about how? Oh. terrifying they are we, yeah we i actually probably... i'm really like uh just, especially based on how that game like it, oh. there's a there's a certain level like of um 
close closeness you form over the like it's like beating you know i'm not going to compare them to like the 96 bulls or whatever but it's like you know going back into like just having a, a knowledge of what you look like with five minutes to go in a basketball game like so that's so core to your identity is basically like where it's it's like being a like at the top of boxing or something and you're fighting challengers but you've had the the belt for like you know years now and it's just you have to be so much better than them to actually like win those fights and win those series and the books aren't quite there yet but there is is a real like roadmap for just being a pretty scary dominant team for a long time. Yeah, I feel like they have that like uh like what is it wasn't it the the Bulls that like beat the the Pistons that that's who they right. overcame yes. and it kind of yeah. was like this like oh we got over the hump thing. Giannis just like isn't scared of that matchup anymore. Like you no. just kind of like He's he's I nobody wants to hear this. Man, that guy's so good. He's so good. And you know what it is? He's finally like I mean not finally. He has embraced fully the the what to do in the last 4 minutes, which is like like after uh Durant hit that last free throw after like the three point foul, you know, whatever thing happened. He was so certain of what he needed to do with those eight yep. seconds left to go. And that's the kind of thing where it's like, that's so hard to come up against, especially in a playoff series where that those whistles are incredibly tight and those games are incredibly tight. And like them having an identity around, like just wearing you down in that way is a tough, it's a tough identity. It's a tough team. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and I think that's, that's their, that's pretty much what they're going to come in with is we're just going to wear you down. And like, we're not going to worry if you guys go up by like 10, cause you hit a couple because Seth Curry gets hot or somebody like right. that. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, here's another sort of what if is I wish they had Joe Harris. That would be, mm, that'd be awesome. Good, you throw another if. shooter out there. Yeah. Uh, maybe take those Drogic minutes, which I'm, what have you thought of Drogic? You know, I'm interested. It's good. It's funny because I was just thinking about him. Like it, at times he seems like a really big focal point for me. I'm just like, oh, this is like, this could very well be, it's just, maybe he's just being like underutilized. I feel like there's like a little bit more that he could do than what we're seeing. But like, uh, I, I just remember him having like a pretty core identity that seems to be not really, um, not what we're getting on a nightly basis. So in general, I've liked the experience, but I'm also feeling like there's, I feel like there's more value here. He's like really kind of good and we should be using him more. I don't know. Yeah. I wish he'd run. I wish they'd uh, let him run pick and roll a little more than, totally. than they are. Like, it's like, I like you, obviously you want the ball in Katie's hands and Kyrie's already <laughs> last yeah. night. sounds like he wants the ball in his hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had a quote about being used as a decoy, but like, there's a way where you can, uh, you can use them. You know, yeah. you can have Drogic run pick and roll. He's probably the best passer. I think, think on the team right now i think that's fair to say maybe yeah. maybe kd but it's like so that's another one where it's like they they just haven't had enough time together so now the default is just all right we're gonna put that's kind of just been this year though hasn't it like yeah. we're just gonna put the ball in kd's hands and be like oh, i guess this is it like this and is what we're doing a weird pairing that i would want to see too which again goes back into how how like we don't think of ourselves as as injured as we are but like lamarcus aldridge and him i would love to see what like a little pick and pop kind of because like our our rollers right now aren't like supernatural rollers like drummond could be, but he's. It just takes him too long to like actually get his momentum like going to right. the basket in, in the right way. And Claxton's still so green. Like, he, I mean, I wish he had put a little bit more together by this point. But like, uh, his his like spacing on those rolls isn't perfect either, and kind of needs to be more fast, breaky, kind of all upish. You know, he also like way. just wants to roll exclusively. Like he's oh, like yeah. the screening part. Yeah. It's fine. I'm I'm just. <laughs> I, it might happen. It yeah. might not. And they don't have then, anybody to throw a lob either. It's so true. So, Cause then, and then he gets into the like traffic where he's already not that great at catching passes and then add a little of like the, you didn't screen properly traffic from that and it gets hinky. So like, I do wish that LaMarcus Aldridge was there to pair with, with Drogage a little bit, but um, alas, here we are. You know? Yeah. But the um, bucks are, bucks are terrifying. I'm, I'm not, 
I didn't come out of that game being like, all right, feel feel good right now. Like it, yeah. it's <laughs> no, they, yeah, no. they, the, they their identity they was crystallized and ours still felt like, oh God, I didn't love what I saw in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and again, yeah. great shooting night. Like you got a great shooting night from the Nets too. Totally. And I just like those games freak me out whenever it feels like you're humming offensively. Cause it really felt like that in multiple, like even just, they came out, the Nets came out the gate strong just with, yeah. uh, you could just, well, the second quarter really is when they started hitting threes and it was like, all right, this kind of feels like it. But I also knew in the back of my mind, I was like, I know the bucks are going to do some bucksy stuff. And, and, and it always, and happened. because of their physicalness and last point, I was like, I just, and I also feel like we limped off the court with the loss too. You know, like everyone just seemed like beat up from it, which is the other part, which the is like, quotes they, weren't yeah. awesome. I, I never like quotes when you come out of a big game and it's like, man, the foul discrepancy. I'm just like, yeah, I, I hear you, but like, that shouldn't be what you're focusing on. And totally. I don't know. Whoa, we got to pop is, back on. Is the show hey. over? <laughs> What's uh, you're on mute, Mike. You're muted. Oh, shit. Here we go. I just said, oh, shit. Sorry. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, we were, we just finished our, our conversation. So you caught us, you caught us just in time to outro us, Mike. So what was your finals prediction? Do we get Nets 4 0 oh. finals? Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. We're not, there's okay, no we'll way. Save, we'll save that. What for did you guys just give me a quick, you guys we gushed you about the how the, three? how scary the bucks were. Basically we put the bucks in an echelon of their own. The upper. They're echelon. very. Yeah. yeah. I had, I still have Raptors one unswayed. Wow. I didn't, I didn't hear your argument. So I'm yeah. unswayed by them. <laughs> That's, That's the um, way to do it. This is the, your, yeah. So East Coast bubble. Policy. You're in your, your, your media <laughs> bubble. Do you how much Twitter activity if the Nets were in a seven game series with the Raptors? How much Twitter activity are we getting? We're like, is Kyrie going to get the shot for the Raptors series? Like all these, mm, all no. the people don't even do this to me, Mike. I don't do that. All the people like maybe he'll do it. You know, it's the it's the playoffs. We're not taking the bait, Mike. You tried and you, and <laughs> swinging a miss. I've I've taken my my New York City mandate knowledge. I've crumpled it in a ball and I've just like thrown it and lit it on fire. I can't no, do it Mike's, anymore. Mike's still in the, in the DMs, working the the, <laughs> <laughs> the <Sources>. clerks, <laughs> working the municipality clerks. Um, does the NBA move the game out of Toronto? No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, thank you all for listening, Matt. Where can people find you? Where where, where can people de- get more Matt Brooks in their life? Uh, Matt Brooks MBA on Twitter. That's where everything is. Podcasts, videos, articles, um, selfies. No, no selfies. Uh, maybe selfies. Maybe I start doing Ooh, selfies. Little OnlyFans coming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Jeez. OnlyFans. Good, good That's, my, good. That's my office. This is a judgment free zone. Saddest <laughs> OnlyFans just basketball takes. <laughs> Come on, How good would my basketball take? That's a good theme, actually. I kind of I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, I might steal that idea. Come <laughs> in for thirst traps, leave with uh with on off yeah. ratings. That's pretty good, yeah. That's that's great. <laughs> good headline. Um, that's a good headline. <laughs> <laughs> that's my ball sack sports quote. <laughs> Perfect. Full circle. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any, anywhere else? Sorry. Do you have a sub no, Just follow me on Twitter, Twitter. Matt Brooks NBA. Wait, yeah. YouTube too. You got the whole YouTube going, right? Oh yeah. Uh, same thing. Matt Brooks NBA. It's all Get there. there. That's some. Don't of, forget that, the that stuff. That stuff's great. It's the film yeah. studies. Thank you. Top Appreciate notch. that. Chef's kiss. Mike. Hey. Thank here. you all for listening. This was so exciting. <laughs> I, I'm glad we did this. I, I still feel d- disgusted by what happened last night, but uh, I'm glad we all talked. I'm glad we were here together in this moment. Hey everybody. Bye.